Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold With a tombstone, grab at the waist, get laid flat Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start I just might catch a better body than Mickey James Get acquainted with the name, we bringin' the pain Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead John Cena putting hands in your face Ted DiBiase got a milli on the waist B2TF, better stay in your place Or get smacked down, play it safe, what you talking about? Welcome to another episode of Boot to the Face. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs where I don't even want to talk about baseball. So we'll just talk about the Cowboys over on Full Press Coverage. Um, well, a lot well, of, we can't just glaze over what happened in baseball. Yes, we can. We just did. Ah, nah, nah, we got to talk about it, man. Atlanta Braves, man. What's going on? You ain't want to talk baseball all year. Don't you fucking <laughs> you come here with that. We got a lot of wrestling to talk about. We ain't, you want to hear about the Braves collapse? The Dodgers, maybe? Uh, Tampa Bay? You want to hear about Houston being down 0-2? Go to fullpresscoverage.com. I'm sure they will have all that covered over there. Uh, EJ, how the hell are you doing? Man, I can't complain. Another day, another dollar, man. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. It's been a... A long day, but yeah. uh, here to talk about some professional wrestling, which is probably one of my favorite things to talk about, even though I don't watch it as much as I should with all the content that's going, because I'm, I'm just a busy person, so I always watch it on, I just finished Monday Night Raw today, because um, I was watching the Cowboys game last night. It feels like AEW Dynamite was like two weeks ago because we actually talked about it on last episode because it was on a Tuesday. Um, Collision, I don't really catch that that much. I did watch SmackDown. SmackDown was pretty good. Uh, the return of the Tribal Chief, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like I need to start taking notes on wrestling instead of just trying to remember it because it's so much. Nah, seeing one wrestling match, you've seen them all. You need to take notes. Only if you're watching AEW. Uh, shots fired. Eh, not really. It's kind of the truth. Unless it's a Brian Danielson match, then it's not the same. Hey, Danielson's the truth. But yeah, man, it, it does seem like AEW was a long time ago. Probably because they moved to that Tuesday. Like you said, we always usually talk about it the week after that, but. You know, like always, shit ton of wrestling on. Did we talk about Brian Pillman last week? He's on TV now. He's got a weird beard. We um, talked about him for a couple seconds. I am liking their rollout that they're doing with him. I li- I think we did talk about him changing his name and kind of liked how creative they're doing it because they want to have control over it or whatever. So they're not letting him keep his name. But he's got a weird beard. <laughs> it's really looks like it's distracting his whole like shape up too like he's got a line up in it like i don't know it just looks fake isn't it isn't he got like the kind of like the, the terry died job type of thing going on yeah it looks like it's definitely died 
He almost kinda looks. Gives, kinda, and I think he got like the blonde dye or whatever. Kind of giving me like Dog the Bounty Hunter vibes. So he's got like his beard is dyed dark. His mustache is still light blonde, kind of. He's got long blonde hair, but he's got his head. You know how when black dudes get dreads, they like have the front of it cut and shaped up. He's got that. He's got long blonde hair, but then the front that's cut and shaped up is dark. So it's like from the mouth down, he looks like an Asian guy. And then from the mouth to the forehead, he looks like a white guy. And then he looks like a black and white guy from the hair back. Like it, it's a weird look, uh, but I hope it works out for him. races. Yeah, I mean, he kind of gives me vibes of his dad, and he kind of doesn't. I don't know something weird about his presentation. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they changed his name up so they could have his intellectual property. Uh, we'll see how it works. So far, so good with the vignettes. Yeah, I'm not mad at the vignettes. They're uh, they're pretty good. Um, so let's get into some let's get into some wrestling, man. What uh what stuck out to you over the week? I mean, I guess we got to start at your tribal chief coming back. Yeah, um, uh, he comes out after John Cena comes out and tells Cena like, "You don't get to open my show when I come." I almost forgot what he looked like. I was really hoping he was fat, like we were talking about last week. Like, <laughs> I, was, nah. I, was, I was hoping motherfucker came out looking like Rikishi. No, still looks like a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so your boy L.A. Knight got to go toe to toe with the Tribal Chief on the microphone. I mean, it, it wasn't really toe to toe. It was more like Roman was kind of just like, "Really, y'all letting this motherfucker talk to me like this?" But uh, how you feel about your boy L.A. Knight just being thrown into the into the deep waters? I mean, I get it. You got, you got to strike while iron is hot. And nobody on the roster really right now is hotter than L.A. Knight. And we know what they're doing. They're probably setting up a match for, uh, what is it, the Saudi Arabia show? Crown, Crown Jewel. Jewel. Two weeks from Saturday. Yeah. I'm sure Roman's going to make him look good. You know, they're going to make it seem like he could actually win the championship. But, of course, he's not. No, he ain't beating the tribal chief. I mean, but I guess it's a first good look at his first major title shot. I mean, some people were chirping online in the IWC. He's going to get buried after he loses to Roman. I mean, how, though? It's not like he's just going to cool off right after he loses to Roman. I mean, it could happen, but I doubt it. He's like top five in merch sales. I think he's like two, three, and one or something ridiculous. Like, has a top three position, so... I don't think they'll cool him down after he takes this L. I mean, if you look at the list of people that Roman has beat, how many of them have gotten buried afterwards? Like, if we just go off the top of our head, like people he's beat Brock. All right, you can't bury Brock. He beat Cody at WrestleMania. Cody's bigger than he's ever been. He beat Jay Uso at SummerSlam. Jay's bigger than he's ever been. Ben uh, fell off after that turnbuckle, whatever, but then he didn't bounce back until Judgment Day. Yeah. Cesaro um, left. Cesaro He's gone. Got out the damn company after he beat him. <laughs> uh, he, got, he retired Brian out of WWE. Edge is out of there. Edge, Edge is kind of a different animal, though, because he's, he's, like he's already in the Hall of Fame. So I don't think you can count Edge for yeah. like what he did. Uh, Drew McIntyre... Yeah, he kind of fell off. 
Um, Seth Rollins. Cesaro like, I, Cesaro, like I just said. Yeah. Seth is big as he's ever. Like, not a lot of these guys are falling off after Roman beats them. They're getting mm-hmm. beat, and then they just kind of keep on trudging along. So yeah. if L.A. Knight falls off and gets, quote, unquote, buried, I think it's his fault. I mean, what about Matt Matt Riddle? That was probably like the the peak of his WWE career. Yeah, he don't count though. <laughs> okay, so now we're saying people don't count. So I mean, Matt count. Riddle never counted. It, it motherfucker wrestled on SmackDown. He didn't even get a pay per view match. Um, right now that was the. I mean, I guess you could say WrestleMania. They won the tag team belts, but that's kind of the peak of Sammy. No. Oh, you said Sami Zayn. I was gonna say Matt Riddle. I was I was talking about Matt Riddle's match with Roman wasn't even a pay per view. It was on SmackDown. It was on SmackDown, SmackDown. Yeah, so he doesn't even count. Um, Sami Zayn though, big as he's ever been after he wrestled Roman, and main evented WrestleMania. Kevin Owens main evented WrestleMania two to two years in a row after losing to Roman. Um, I mean, I don't I don't get where that that it a little. Sentiment has even come from, but I mean, you got there's nowhere but down after you face Roman. Were you going to keep ascending after that? I mean, this side of a squash, like if Roman just beats his ass like he did Goldberg, then maybe, maybe that would kind of fuck LA Knight up, but. I don't know. I think the fact that they're putting LA Knight in this because me personally, I don't think he's ready for it. He like. All the catchphrases and all that shit. Yeah, that's all cool on a normal promo. But when you're standing in the ring with Roman Reigns, with Cody Rhodes, with, you know, the upper echelon of people, you just can't be in there saying, yeah, and nah, nah, like doing all your little rock shit. You know what I mean? Like you actually got to be able to cut a promo. You got to be able to talk. You got to be able to emote like how you're feeling towards this person and what you want to do. All the catchphrases and shit like. The Rock had him, but guess what? When it was time to turn it on, The Rock turned it on. Austin had him. What? But when it was time to turn it on, he turned it on. Ric Flair, same thing. Like All these guys had catchphrases, but when it was time to make money, they made money with it. And I don't know that LA Knight can do that yet. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying I haven't seen it. All I've seen is the catchphrases. Well, it's time to show and prove. I think he'd be able to pull it off because he's got the gift of gab. So I feel like, you know, they're going to throw some obstacles at him with the bloodline and then we'll get to see his metal. We get to test his metal and see what he does with the mic. That's when he gets to show that fire and go off the cuff and not have to rely on the catchphrases. I think he's up for the challenge, man. The only time I've seen it was against the Miz and the Miz put his ass in the blender. So maybe he learned from that. Maybe they put him out there with the Miz and say, you got to sink or swim with the Miz and learn from it. Like, and maybe he'll be ready. Who knows? Like, I, I, I know it comes off as I sound negative against him, but it's more of a. I'm from Missouri, man. I'm from the Show Me State. You got to show me, and he ain't showed me yet. He showed me that he can do catchphrases, and that he could do a version of the People's Elbow, and a version of the Stone Cold Stunner as his finisher. Like, <laughs> that's it. So when he shows me, I'll believe. And I mean, we've talked about it a million times. Like, I can doubt you and not like you, but as soon as you show me what I'm saying you can't do, like, I'll give you your props. I got no issue with that. So if he fucking comes out in this match, but 
wrestling wise, he can't put on a match with Roman like Logan Paul did or Seth Rollins or or Cody or Jay Uso. Like I don't think he's there with them. Yeah. It's not really his his style of wrestling. No, I just named four different people with four different styles though. Yeah, but maybe not Cody, but Jay, Seth, they like got like a mixed mixed bag of arsenal. Like sometimes they can go high flying, they can go fast. They're not really ground and pound dudes. I don't even really know how to describe really nice style. It's exactly. Like, what is his style? I was just about yeah. to ask you that. <laughs> like he's got more of a similar style to Miz. Soft style instead describe. of strong style. Yeah, so I don't even know how to describe Miz. I guess you just described it soft style. That's what they everybody jokes about Miz. He's soft style, but Miz never fucking gets hurt either. <laughs> so yeah. y'all can shut the fuck up. Be smirching the Miz's good name because he he's never hurt, and he's always got good promos. He's always was he like an eighteen time Intercontinental Champion or some shit like that? Something ridiculous like that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about this. Um. I want to see what LA Knight does. Like, this is, you know, everybody says WWE never gives the crowd what they want. Well, y'all fucking cheered for LA Knight. Y'all got this groundswell up, and now he's in the ring with fucking John Cena and Roman Reigns at the end. You know, like, let's fucking go. I think this is what the people over there in Saudi Arabia wanted. (laughs) And WWE can't say no to them. Because last time they were over there, I don't even think he wrestled on the car, but they were chanting his name. Like I was watching like the the, the pre the pre match uh, press conference over there in Saudi Arabia when they yeah. were there for what was it Night of Champions? Yeah, they were clamoring for him, but you know, a shot is a shot. But what's a uh, John Cena role right now in this in this like little program cheerleader, so to speak? Yeah, it was, it was weird. He's in a weird position. He's out there. Giving these ridiculous animated faces, like oh my god, it's LA Knight when he comes out, and it's a little bit over the top, John. Yeah, and this is the point of the program where NXT distracts the shit out of me. Um, they're backstage with all the women wrestlers, and they all got regular clothes on, and not uh, not not oh, what was her name, Kiana James? What was Fallon? Fallon Henley? Fallon Henley. She's back there with a bunch of the NXT uh, up-and-coming chicks that are about to wrestle. And then Tiffany Stratton walks out here with just the most ridiculous pair of pants I've ever seen in my life. Like, when you see it, you're going to laugh because you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. And if you're listening right now and you've watched NXT, you're going to laugh, too, because you see what I'm talking about. Like, it's incredible and funny at the same time. Um, but no I think about the gear up for... Uh... The women's the women's tournament. Yeah, that's what this is. They're uh the women's breakout tournament. It's gonna be Carmen versus Jada. Uh I don't know who they are, but I'm sure they won't be hard to look at because none of them are. I heard I heard uh I browsed over it but I didn't read into it. I heard a the a girl, uh Jakara Jakara Jackson is her name? Ooh. Yeah. I'm, i I heard she got injured or something. Yeah, I think she's out and they got replaced by somebody else. Um, was it a old girl, young girl? I can't remember who it was. I, there's so many women in NXT that I've never heard of, but I'm intrigued to learn about them. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to distract everything. John Cena's role. He's basically, honestly, 
I feel like he's just there to get over L.A. Knight. <laughs> like, that's all he's been doing the last couple of weeks is trying to get everybody to cheer for L.A. Knight. I mean, they, they, were, they were cheering for him beforehand. How much yeah. more of a rub could he give him? I mean, he gave Cody the rub. You know, that's what they do. They bring these stars back and the, whatever the hot shit is at the time, the, the stars give him a rub. Uh, Taker gave uh, Braun Breaker the rub all right last week. Choke slamming him a hell and dip. I don't know why. It was just funny to me seeing Undertaker with tennis shoes on. Yes, he did have tennis shoes. What do you have on? Uh, some dad shoes? He had on like some some kind of Nikes, I thought. Okay. I thought he had like some. I actually think. I can't remember what they were, but I actually thought they were pretty dope when I saw them. I was like, I know he didn't pick those out. That had to be from fucking his wife. or something. Maybe Carmelo helped him pick those out. Yeah, or they probably just handed to him backstage. Hey, where are these, man? <laughs> they'll, they'll help your old ass get in the ring without hurting yourself. <laughs> yeah, probably padded him with some yeah. orthopedic. They got that orthopedic shoe. But yeah, um, I'm surprised they didn't do John Cena and Roman for Saudi. But I'm, I'm like, I think, like I said, I, probably the Saudi Arabians wanted LA Knight. I'm sure they will. Um, but, you know, more than likely it's going to be LA Knight versus, versus Roman at Crown Jewel. Um, a couple other things happened at SmackDown. We got a couple new GMs. One that's been there already, Adam Pierce. He's now the GM of Monday Night Raw. And the GM of SmackDown, the fucking national treasure, Nick Aldis. Hey, sidebar, is his wife shortly behind him? Well, she's going for the Impact World Championship this weekend against Trinity, so... Well, we know how these impact deals work. It's a handshake agreement. I don't even think they make them sign an official contract. I don't don't see Mickey coming back to WWE until she goes to the Hall of Fame. Like, hey, why not Philly? Because I'm not going to Philly, and I don't want her to do that. She (laughs) she needs to go when I go. So, Mickey, if you're listening, you're watching this, you can't go to the Hall of Fame this year. It has to be next year. When it's a WrestleMania, I'm going to because I'm not going to this year's WrestleMania. Um, schedule her Hall of Fame around Chris's schedule. I'm her biggest fucking fan. Yes. Who's a bigger fan of Mickey James than me? I'm sure somebody. I don't want to hear that shit. Basement right now. It's a bunch of Mickey James shrines. Oh, you know, you say that. Um, and I was saying, who's a bigger Mickey James fan than me? I remember there was this this female fan. That would like, she would always show up and like Mickey knew her because she would like, I've never known about when wrestlers like arrive to the building and to be outside waiting on them. And this chick would always know and Mickey would go take a picture of her. But I've always thought like me as a man, right? Mickey James is my favorite wrestler. If I'm showing up everywhere she is, doesn't that look creepy? Well, tiny bit. But, uh, uh, uh. And I'm not complaining about this at all. I'm just telling you the dynamic. But, like, this chick who came off as cool, like I said, Mickey James knew her. Um, but she was just, like, always, like, around. And I'm like, man, if that was me, one, I would love it because Mickey James is dope. But, two, like, I feel like I'd get, I'd give off the creepy vibe if I was always like that. It's one reason why I'm always, like, real, like, 
I don't freak out when I see her, even though she's like, hey, it's Chris Rucker. I'm like, so. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a double standard, even though it might be warranted. Oh, def- it's definitely warranted. Like, there's some creepy motherfuckers out there. Yeah, guy, they can overpower women if they get obsessed with them, and you'll never know what they might try. Versus a you know, woman where they can relate to them and be less threatening, come off with less threatening. So it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, if it was you, it might be a little creepy. Um, so yeah, Nick Aldis, your new SmackDown general manager, and I kinda like this uh I like this first. It was weird how he just appeared magically, like <laughs> but um I wish they would put this woman's name up here. Cause I'm a fan of hers and I have no idea who she is. Breakout tournament? Yeah. Uh Valerie Laredo? No. I know who I know who she is. Lola Vice. No, this chick is uh Jada Parker. J A I D A Parker. She sounds familiar. She is a a specimen. I don't know how I'm good wrestler, she is. Right? I don't know yeah. I don't know how good she is in the ring, but she she I'm looks like she help you out. You still saying I don't know how good she is. <laughs> she looks like she could be a star if she does get good. Like she's got a look to be a wrestler. She's like a mix between Bianca and like Charlotte. Like that's what she's built like. Tall, athletic looking. Anyway, I mean, sorry. I wonder what they do with because they got a million of these people like as extras on NXT where we don't know their names. I wonder what they do during the week. Just they're working at the performance center and yeah. just train all day. It's just they're getting paid for it. They're getting paid to basically like it's like football practice. Like you go to practice every day, and obviously they're all sleeping together because there's so many fucking couples and shit. <laughs> and like yeah, so I guess like when we see these rounds of cuts. A lot of the times, we don't even know the people's name. I guess it's people that have just been training. They're like, "All right, it's not gonna happen. We gotta let you go." Interesting. Hey, we should live your dream for a little bit. Not even a lot of people make it that far. So, I mean, I don't. Do they do they cut these people that are like on the brink and real early? Yeah. If you if you go back and look at the past cuts that they made, like if you go way down the list, you'd be like, "Who's that?" I even like checked out. Somebody got cut her uh, Twitter page, and she was like, "This is sad, but I'll bounce back." And uh, looking her up, I'm like, "I've never seen this." Oh, look at that. We're on already, TV. We're already following her on Instagram. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, don't ask me how. I didn't know <laughs> that. I just forward you something. Um, but yeah, Nick Aldis. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sidetracked. Uh, he's there, and he reveals that Kevin Owens is now the newest member of SmackDown. To which KO comes out and beats up Dominic. Uh, Jay and Cody defend the tag. T- okay. All right. Let's 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 get into this. Jay and Cody defend the tag titles on SmackDown. Roman Reigns comes out as they're going back up. Cody and Roman square like face off. And you're like, oh, shit. They're about to have a bunch of run-ins because Jay and Cody are... Universal tag team champions or undisputed tag team champions. They can go wherever they want. And then just last night they lose the fucking titles back. For what? What was the point? What was the point of giving them the titles? They're just gonna turn around and lose them two weeks later. I think it was to pop 
A rating? I don't. I have no clue. But it wasn't a rating. It was already. It was on a PLE. PLE. Yeah. Just to, just to have a moment. I I don't understand it either. Because now, Cody can't get in Roman's face again unless they're at a PLE. Like he can't just show up on SmackDown anymore. It doesn't work like that. Even though Jimmy Uso showed up and cost him the tag titles. But like yeah. I I I just I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Um, I'm trying to scratch my head and think oh, about damn. why they would do that. No I way. Pull something out of my ass, but I I don't I don't know why would you do it just to give it right back to the Judgment Day. Maybe they wanted them to be a two-time champion or they just did it just to put another wrinkle in the story. That's the only thing I could think of. Because you know Roman was like you should have a problem with your brother having the belt over there. He said that to Jimmy backstage, didn't he? Yeah, he told him to make that shit go away. I get it, but that still doesn't justify taking the titles off of him. I don't know. I don't know. Because everybody was like, everybody was like, oh, well, this is how Cody's going to get back with Roman, right? And this is how Jay and Jimmy are going to. I mean, even the little camera shot they had. Like, you don't think that was foreshadowing? They fucking had Roman and Cody standing face-to-face, and in the background, Jimmy and Jay are standing face-to-face. That's your WrestleMania poster right there. That happened on SmackDown? Yeah. When Jimmy, when Cody and Jay won, they were walking back up the ramp, and Solo, Jimmy came out, and then Roman came out, and Roman and Cody went face-to-face in the aisleway, and Nick Aldis came out and got between them. It was like, not here, not here. Man, I must have not been paying attention at all at that moment. Yeah, it was pre- it was a pretty big deal. Everybody was tweeting about it and shit like that. But yeah, the camera backed up, and the camera the closest people to the camera was Roman on the left, Cody on the right, and then you could see through them, and Jimmy and Jay were standing there squaring off too. Yeah, they foreshadowing to something. Yeah, I don't get. It, taking the belts off of them because like you said a lot of people thought that's how you get Roman and Cody back together but then another head scratch moment is they did the trade and it ended up being KO as you talked about earlier I thought that was going to be Cody so yeah and now I Sammy's pissed off at Jay for it <laughs> blaming Jay that KO's gone yeah so I thought I kind of knew Jimmy was going to probably cause it the titles, but then when Sammy came out, I thought, oh, is Sammy going to be the ones that cost him the title? But they ended up going to Jimmy route. So. I'm not going to lie. When Jay came out at the very beginning and helped Sammy and he handed him a chair, I thought Sammy was about to hit Jay with the chair. I thought, yeah, I thought so too. No. Then, because then Sammy hit Roman. Yep. I thought, yeah, I thought he was going to hit, I thought he was going to hit Jay as well. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that. Sammy going back heel. They played that heel music on accident, or maybe it was on purpose. Who knows? For him the other week. So you don't have a KO on there. I like that fact of it, though, that uh, they didn't do the typical Sammy or usually KO turn on Sammy. They didn't do that this time. They just did a soft breakup with him. Even though, yeah. like I said, I thought it was going to be Cody. But, uh, yeah, you got KO on SmackDown now, which I don't get what they're going to do with him now. Like, what uh, is there to do for KO on SmackDown right now? 
he's right back into the bloodline shit, which he didn't want to be in. Because there's no other. What's he going to feud with Austin Theory and Grayson Waller? Maybe. <laughs> right now, LA Knight's dealing with Roman. Feud with uh, Lashley? Yeah, I guess. Or uh, Solo. But like you said, that's right back to the bloodline, which he didn't want to be in the first place. And I feel like Solo's always left out of everything. I mean, he's there. He's just the, he's just the warm up match usually before they get the exactly. Roman. Like he's got he's he's nobody should fear Solo anymore. Yeah, I remember they made him. He was unbeatable until like right before WrestleMania, wasn't it? Yeah, Cody was the first one to beat him. And then once Cody beat him, the fucking floodgates happened. Yeah. Now he's losing a fucking L.A. night on a random SmackDown. Hey, he's adjacent to those guys in Imperium pretty much now. But, I mean, remember at SummerSlam when, like, him and Roman had all the tension? And you thought he was going to yeah. turn on Roman and he picked up the fucking, uh, what's it, La Fala? What's it called? I know you're talking the, about. The lay, the red lay yeah, that Roman yeah. has, he picked that up. And you're like, oh, shit. But now he's just right back to fucking being Roman's bitch. Yeah, and it was like anticlimactic the way they did it. They just basically quit talking about the tension or quit alluding to it. Taking orders from Jimmy. Come on, Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I will give it to Jimmy. Like He's got me laughing. He's got me laughing a lot. How he's acting back there. He's like so unserious. Hey. He's got to show a little personality now. He don't have his brother as a crutch. Damn. Two women's matches in a row in NXT. Where do they do that at? NXT. They don't do it anywhere else. But now it's not the breakout tournament. It's fucking Tegan Knox and uh, Lyra Valkyrie. Oh, Tegan Knox is back on there? Yeah, cause remember she wanted to shout at uh, Becky Lynch. Or she got her hey. shot at Becky Lynch. Speaking of Becky, can we talk about her little run-ins last night? Mm. Did you what, see him? Jade was backstage, right? So, originally, she ran in the... Uh, was it Tegan Knox? No, mm-hmm. uh, Andy Hartwell. Yeah. Andy Hartwell saying she wants a title shot. She's like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Give you a title shot. And she turned around and walked away, and there's Rhea Ripley. And her and Rhea had a little stare down for a second. It's the second or third time they've done that in like eight months. Um, They're definitely having a match at Mania. And I noticed that Becky is smaller than Rhea, but not like height-wise as much as I thought it would be. I thought when they would be face-to-face, Becky would come off way smaller than Rhea. But she does. I mean, I've seen them wrestle before. But... Uh, and then she was backstage, and Zia Lee rolled up on her. Yeah, so, you, so, so you got Zia Lee and Becky Lynch in the same room, and then you got Jade Cargill in the same room with those two. And I tweeted last night, like, this must be what heaven looks like. <laughs> all your favorites. Those are three of the best looking women on the planet. And they're all. Adam Pierce is a lucky man. <laughs> Except for it's when he's got to deal with Chelsea Green. <laughs> Chelsea Green. She's hilarious. But uh yeah, I'm glad uh they finally given Zia Lee some shine. I don't know, did we touch on the fact that uh a week or so ago that 
They said uh, Vince has been demoted, basically. No, I don't. I don't really know how all that works either. So, like, it's it's complicated to talk about when we don't know exactly. But well, I I know the gist of it. They said Vince is the reason the stocks went down, and they basically knighted Triple H. So I can see his fingerprints all on this product with a uh, Zia Lee and Tegan Knox. But yeah, it. So the way it was explained that I heard, um, him being in trouble wasn't the reason the stock went down. Him owning so much of the stock and the threat of him selling all of his or becoming majority owner of whatever, like it's some kind of stockholder thing. The stock didn't go down because also it went from $105 to $100. Like it was $42 when I was buying stock in it like four years ago. So I I think it's fine. Like, Tesla goes up and down every day by like five or six dollars. Um, but yeah, the reasoning behind it was it was a it was a stock trading thing that, you know, regular people like me don't understand. Well, you you own stocks. And so, you know, I definitely wouldn't understand. Um, but was I guess that was a coincidence with the story coming out around the same time as Triple H being knighted basically to full control of creative. I mean, that was what Triple H had already, though, was it not? Yeah, but once Vince got back in the fold, they were saying Vince had the final say with the shows. I don't and know. Who, work who, remotely work, honestly, he work remotely on the shows. Honestly, who the fuck knows? Like, and me personally, I don't like getting into all that shit. Like, I don't like, I don't give a fuck who produces the matches. I don't care who's in charge of creative and all that shit. Just give me something good to watch, right? Like, obviously, you want somebody to blame when it goes bad. Like, AEW is like, goddamn, Tony Khan. But with WWE, they're different. They run their program a different way than AEW does. So you don't really know who's in charge of what. And you're just basically getting reports from other people that don't know. So, I mean, I I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Right now, WWE is the hottest it's ever been. And I'm enjoying WWE right now. So whoever's in charge, keep that shit up. Even if it is that big nose cocksucker that beat Sting at WrestleMania. I never forgive him. Sting and Booker T, the two biggest fucking WrestleMania gaffes in the history of the world. Hey, man. He just executed whoever told him to win. So you probably should be blaming Vince for that. <laughs> I don't know who to blame. I'm blaming Triple H. Triple H was in charge of creative when he did that. He was part of the authority when he beat Sting. And he was a politicker when he beat Booker T. And he pretty much Allegedly. called Booker T every, everything but a nigga. During that fucking lead up to that match. People like you don't win the world title. People like you work for people like me. He said all kind of racist shit to Booker T. And then won. So, so you're saying... Paul Levesque went into business for himself with those promos. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he should have said, I don't think this is right that I'm winning. And then Vince will say, well, looks like we have to get Randy Orton to do this. Instead, he said, fuck that nigga Booker T. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a world champion. Hey. And he had Ric Flair riding with him. You know Ric Flair ain't got a problem saying nigga. If you ask yeah. Teddy Long. Teddy Long. I was about to say Teddy Long. 
Hey, at least Rick was smart enough not to get it filmed on camera or recorded of him saying it, like some people that we know. Oh, like the immortal racist? Bingo. Let's move over to AEW. Um, we had a really good match between Brian Danielson and Christian this week. Um, Christian, you know, it, it's been a long road, but I think Christian's the biggest heel in wrestling right now. And he has been for a while. And I think that's why they've been comfortable enough to turn MJF babyface. Yeah. It's kind of a slow burn, though. Because even when Christian turned on uh, Jungle Boy, that was like, what, over a year ago? Mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, it was cool. But then when he started talking about people's dead parents and relatives, I'm like, oh, he's got something going on. This man's cooking. It was like a you know slow build of him just being a despicable nuisance. <laughs> He's always been like that. Remember, he used to be called a creepy little bastard in WWE. That's what Jr. Jr. called him. It was Jr. Stone Cold that called him a creepy little bastard? CLB. Um, but even then, though, when he turned on Edge with the concerto, he was still trying to doing like the comedy heel type stuff. As far as I can remember, because was he with Jericho for a while? Yeah, then he turned on Jericho. Yeah, I can't. All that time period, like 03 to 05, all that jumbles up in my head. Um, But yeah, he was always like, you know, the goofy heel. What about uh when he went to TNA? I didn't get to watch a lot of his TNA stuff. Fucking multiple time TNA. world champion. I know he won the I know he won the NWA and I think he won the TNA belt as well. Was he a, a heel or face? He came back as a face, but eventually he went like he he always comes back at a face, but then it like his you know his his true heart comes out after a while. <laughs> He's just a piece of shit <laughs> everywhere he goes. He starts out on a good path, and then he's like, "Eh, fuck it, I can't keep up this facade any longer. I'm a shithead. Let me just go ahead and be a shithead." Uh, wasn't it? Because I remember he had the heater for a while when he was in WWE. Tomko, and then Tomko followed him over to TNA. Mm-hmm. I guess was it was it pretty decent work he was doing with that time period. Yeah, he was he was good in TNA. I've always liked I've always liked Christian more than Edge, and judging by what we've seen from Edge so far in AEW, Christian's better than Edge. Like Edge is the old, out of touch guy. That gets offended easily when somebody says like that shit with him and Ricky Starks was awful. Like, wow, you can fucking tell him he's a knockoff version of The Rock because you opened up Twitter and saw everybody else saying that shit. Like, be original. And then it, it was it me or did it feel like he took whatever Ricky Starks said to him at first personal and like you could tell he was pissed off. Yeah, it kind of rubbed the wrong way. And he. Seemed like he went off script. I mean, yeah, like you said, it was it wasn't original. It was kind of kind of corny. What what did Ricky Stark say to him at first? I'm the one that mentioned this. He said something like he was bug eyed or he, some he shit said, like that. What was that? He called him bug eyed. Uh, or did he did he mention his clothes after he mentioned the rock thing? I, I can't. Ricky was like Ricky was like, you dressed terrible back then in the old company you were or something like that. I can't remember the, the sequence of it, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just feel like it was, it was just a bad look on his part. And 
it just reminds me why I don't like him. Yeah, I've never seen Edge get riled up like that. Obviously, something pressed the button. Ricky Stark pressed the button that, you know, I wish Edge butt hurt. <laughs> I wish Ricky Starks would have said something like, oh, look, another fucking old out-of-touch WWE wrestler that can't fucking hang with himself when he's not scripted, you know? Like, if he would have said something like that, I would have loved it. But he said, what did he say? That comment drove me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was funny. Yeah, Ricky Starks is Ricky Starks is good. But yeah, um, like you said, that match with him and Danielson, Christian and Danielson, hey, those guys were cooking. But Danielson's been putting on bangers. Oh on shit! Week, to, week week in week out basis. What what happened? Chelsea Green is on NXT. She didn't really spend a lot of time down there. Back before she got released, did she? I can't even remember. Yeah, she was she was there for a while. Um, you know, her and Tegan had a little issue last night, along with Natty, and Natty's out here with Tegan on NXT, so that's why they came out. I'm guessing. And they're the tag team champions. They, yeah. They're allowed to float everywhere, right? Man, I was such a fan of Tegan Knox a couple years ago, and now I just like, I'm, I don't care anymore shiniest wizard i mean seems like they're trying to heat her back up i mean what when they uh it was her and dakota kai and war games and dakota turned on her that was fire yeah and then she got hurt yeah tore acl again like the second or third time i don't know i just feel like i feel like she was so on her way to being really good and then she's come back and she's it's almost like she What's the opposite of improved? Uh, diminished? No, it, I don't regressed? know. Regressed? Yeah, regressed. It, it's almost like she regressed in the ring. I mean, I don't, I can't think of any uh, Tegan Knox matches that stand out off the top of my head. Yeah, exactly. Was she ever that good to begin with? No, she was on her way. That's what I'm saying. Like, she was, the crowd loved her, especially when her and Dakota were together. And then when Dakota Kai turned on her, like, that was supposed to be a big deal. And she was going to get super over. And then she got hurt again. Then she got released. And now she's come back. It's like, like I said, she regressed big time. Um, I know she has the shiniest wizard. They remind us that every week. It ain't even that shiny. <laughs> wizard dull as a motherfucker. <laughs> Need some sharpeners. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Christian gets the win over Danielson, which was a really good match with interference from Ricky Starks. Meaning we're probably going towards Edge and Chris Edge and Danielson versus Ricky Starks and Big Bill for the tag titles. You think so? Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to see that. I don't like tag teams thrown together, which is kind of why I didn't like the Cody and Jay thing. And Brian Danielson's got a crew. <laughs> why does he need Adam Copeland? Maybe Edge, maybe Edge is going to join the fucking BCC. Oh, that'd be dope. I wouldn't be mad at that. If he officially joins them, not as some hodgepodge tag team is thrown together. And also, 
I don't want uh Adam to face Christian at a uh, full gear. I feel like they should build the story up some more, keep them apart for a little bit. No, they got to do this at all out. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. not all out. All out happened already this year. They got to do this uh, double or nothing. Yeah, double or nothing. That's what I'm going for. Which is next year, right in Vegas. Yeah, I say, yeah. I say even skip uh, Revolution too. Wait till Double or Nothing. When is Double or Nothing? That's May. Okay, maybe uh, May maybe I'll be going to Double or Nothing finally. Man, that's your home away from home now, Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, speaking of travel and shit like that, EJ, I booked all my shit for uh, Royal Rumble. Oh, nice. Yeah. Tampa, Florida. Yeah, I got uh, credit card points out the ass, so free flight, free hotel, free rental car. I didn't pay for any of that shit. Only thing I'm paying for is fucking food, alcohol, and my ticket. Nice. Hey, those credit card points are clutch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still on the fence with a rumble because I may pull the trigger on Philly, man. 40. I know you said you won't be able to make it, but... I might have to do it, man. I just don't. I don't ever want to go to Philadelphia. There's nothing about the city of Philadelphia that I want to go see. <laughs> hey, Mr. Chaos, if you're hearing this, shots fired. That motherfucker ain't never been to Philly, I don't think. He just likes the Eagles. I thought he was, like, from the Virginia area. I think thought he was, you know. That's Virginia's right not there. Philadelphia. It's, like, one state above. Or maybe two, because you got Maryland and in Pennsylvania. Then he should cheer for the fucking Virginia. What's their logo? The Virginia Man. Common Men or whatever the fuck they're called. The you Commonwealth. The, you got the <laughs> you got the Ravens and then the No, the the, the, the college team. The Virginia fucking Mountaineers or whatever they no, are. The, the Virginia Cavaliers. Cavaliers. That's what they are. They got the fucking V with the two things going up. Yeah. He should cheer for them. Why would he cheer for the Eagles? I mean, why we cheer for the Cowboys? Say the same thing. Like I used to live in Texas, and that's when I became a fan of the Cowboys. Yeah. Most most fans, a lot of fans, don't live in the state where they cheer for. True. Speaking of the Eagles, they got a big game this week with the fucking Miami Dolphins. I just saw a preview for it. Yeah, I guess that's a foreshadowing of when we make our picks. I don't know who I would pick for that. Yeah. Um uh, let's see. So Copeland Starks go toe to toe. Juice Robinson, you you put this in here before we get to power yeah. rankings. I don't, we skipped over it last week, maybe because the story didn't build up and it hit the mainstream media. I mean, I don't know if we're qualified to speak on this because we're not in that community, but a lot of people are offended with the roll of quarters that he had with. Uh, Max's name on it said Friedman and you got a lot of craziness going on in the world over there with the with, with Israel and yeah. the terrorist attacks so I'll, I'll weigh in on how I feel about it I feel like judging by the storyline and judging by what MJF says online stuff like that it's a storyline that he bought off on and that it was probably his idea. Um, 
and he's using this storyline as like shit that actually happened in his life and to Jewish people, right? Um, which I, you know, I don't have a problem with. They've used stuff like this in wrestling a lot, but you have to. How many times do we say this, EJ? Read the fucking room. Like, you have to be able to call an audible sometime. Less than a week after attacks on Jewish people killed, from from what I understand, they killed more people than the fucking Holocaust. More Jewish people is what is what's been reported, right? Like, this is the biggest fucking terror attack on that community since then. Why would you even? Why would you even leave it up for interpretation? Like, just just take that out. Yeah, and like like I said, uh, definitely a sensitive topic to touch. And I get why they probably didn't call it audible because, you know, that's always been Juice's gimmick. He's always had those roller quarters. Um, and like you said, Max is probably trying to tell a story from his perspective and, like, teach a lesson. But if you're Tony Khan, like you said, you got to read the room and – Probably nip that shit in the bud. Fellas, it could it could have happened any other week. Yeah. It probably would have been fine, but it happened around, like you said, a huge terrorist attack on uh, a group of people. And it's not like that shit happened at like eight fifteen at night of the day of your TV show. Like you had days to be like, this ain't a good idea, you know, fellas. We we're, we're not running that tonight. Just tell them. You know, even some of the the verbiage that he used, he didn't have to use. He could have just said, when we have our match, I'm going to ball my fist up with this roll of quarters like I do everybody else, and I'm going to knock your motherfucking ass out. That's it. He didn't have to put all that other shit. Now, I'm going to give you something you're really going to like, money, because you're Jewish. Like, I mean, he didn't say because you're Jewish, but that was that was what was implied, right? Like, I don't know. You just sometimes you got to read the room, man. And this is just one of the many things that AEW does that is just like you're not helping yourself. Like, I want you to succeed as a fan. I want AEW to be better. I want their their attendance and shit to grow. But but help me help you. Like old boy told Jerry Maguire, like you're getting in the way of your own shit. Like, eventually, these AEW diehards are going to be like, like, what the fuck, man? We can't defend you anymore. And I know uh, the climate out there was people were split. Some people were really upset about it. And then some people were, like, coming from Max's perspective. But I'll never be the person that tells a group of people or race what or what they shouldn't get mad at because... Somebody telling me I shouldn't get mad at something as a black person if it has to do with a black person, I'll be like, go kick rocks. <laughs> How are you going to tell me not to get mad if it's about my people? So, yeah, it's definitely uh, something that they should probably stay away from in the future. Oh, my God. What'd they do to Gigi Dolan? I don't know, man. Gigi Dolan, I'm kind of over a little bit. <laughs> I don't really know what they're doing with her right now. 
Oh, she's got the Halloween Havoc fucking spin the wheel, make the deal thing like Jake the Snake Roberts back in the day. Mm. Her and Blair Davenport. Should I tell you what kind of match they're going to have? Right here, nah, live I'll on. Watch it later. Okay. And when I say what they're doing to her, like, I don't know. They did something or makeup tonight that doesn't look, uh, that doesn't make her look like she normally does. But I'm still there. Uh, <laughs> I'm still vibing with it. It's fine. Uh, damn. I just got an email about, uh, the WrestleMania, WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble suite tickets, and they're way more expensive than what we were led to believe. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Sitting in like a suite. Double? Damn near double. <laughs> I remember what you said, man. Basically, it was it was told, they said between two and three hundred bucks, and it's three hundred and sixty-two dollars. And it doesn't yes. include, it doesn't include any catering. That is about double. Yeah. I don't know. I feel about that. <laughs> I might fucking tickets go on sale on Friday. I might look at like what like lower bowl. I might fucking three hundred sixty two dollars. I might see what the fucking floor seats are like. Yeah. It's gonna be at uh it's gonna be at their baseball field, right? Yeah. I'm not paying anything to get down there. Shit, I got a little extra money, you know. I'm going by myself too. I don't have to buy more than one ticket. Maybe I'll fucking, maybe I'll just fucking splurge and see what happens. Hey, can't take it when you die. But yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I feel like they've had uh, something at that field before. That baseball field. I can't quite recall what it was. Maybe it was a rumble in the past. Oh. Didn't they put the uh, Thunderdome in there for a little bit? Didn't they? I thought they did. Uh, isn't that where Roman and Kevin Owens had their fucking match where they were where Roman ran him over with the fucking golf cart? I know they had a match at the Rumble. I don't know if it was in Tampa. I think it was. It was in Tampa because they were in the, still in the Thunderdome, so it might have been that. It might have been the baseball field. Yeah. Cause they were moving around for a while. I didn't know they were at UC USF for a little bit, and then I think they were at the Magic at, for a little bit, and then I don't know. But it's it'll be dope. Probably be what like forty thousand or so, thirty thousand or so people. Rumble's always a good time. I'm still trying to figure out who they're positioning to win the Rumble, man. Cause I don't want to know. I I don't I hope they don't spoil any comebacks like they did with Batista or anything like that, or even Mickey James like it would have been such a louder pop for Mickey James if she's the fucking Impact champion and her music hits at the Royal Rumble after all that fucking shit with her in the trash bag and all that like I don't know why they, I hope they don't do that this year man just I don't want to know I want I just want music to play and I want to stand up, drunk, dancing to everybody's music like I did in St. Louis. I think they're trying to kind of put a lid back on, you know, they let the genie out of the bottle, so to speak, with like surprises and stuff. Because what they started with, basically with the one where Perfect and all those guys came back. Mm-hmm. So now they got to top themselves every year. So maybe they're trying to dial back on the surprises. Like we can't keep up with these every year, having a surprise every year. Sure they can. 
How? Fucking play cult personality. Well, that would definitely be a big problem. You know, if he did a sign, that would get leaked. Honestly, I know Survivor Series is in Chicago. I think it'd be much cooler if out of nowhere he came back at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that'd be dope. But... And then got eliminated like soon as he got in the ring. <laughs> no, that ain't happening. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they'd be able to keep it a, a secret, but that'd be dope if that happened. I think they could. They've kept secrets before when they want to. That's literally you only have to have like three people know about it to do that. Yeah. Only two, really. You need Triple H and you need Punk. And then right before Punk's time to go into the ring, you need fucking Triple H to go tell it, hey, play this next track right here. Play track 13. But, sir, that's CM Punk's track. Play track 13. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can do that. With how the structure of the company, think Triple H could just hire somebody without running it by anybody? I mean, he would obviously tell, like, the guys in charge, but why would it would benefit them to tell anybody? That's what I'm saying. Like, at least probably like three people have to know. Besides Punk and Triple H, maybe two. You probably have to tell Ari. Maybe that's about it. And probably run it by Vince. Man, I don't think you even got to run it by him anymore. <laughs> so what the reports are saying. Let's get to these power rankings, EJ. And we'll get to power rankings. We'll pick some NFL games. We'll get the hell up out of here. Let's get it. I think I went first last week. I always forget. Uh, let me think. Let me think back over this week in wrestling. Uh, okay. My number five will be your ROH television champion, the king of TV. Is that what he's called? The king of television? Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe beat Willie Mack in a match. And it looks like Samoa Joe and uh, Keith Lee are about to be on a collision course. Meaty men slapping meat. Um, right. I was thinking about putting that on the list because I was glad to see Willie Mack get some shine. You know, I used to watch him when he was on Impact and kind of disappeared. I guess he's been on ROH this whole time. Not mad at that. Uh, my number five, yeah, L.A. Knight went toe-to-toe on the mic with Roman and then beat your boy. Like you said, he's been losing a lot. Solo Sokola in the main event of SmackDown. So. Mm-hmm. Got L.A. Knight at number five. Number four, and still your TBS Women's Champion, Chris Statlander. Got a win over Sky Blue, and they've been kind of teasing Sky Blue turning heel. She got that miss spit in the face by uh, a girl, uh, the, cheer- the cheerleader turned witch. Julia. Julia Hart. I don't know why her name was slipping my mind. Who's? I think she's on sabbatical because she got married. I don't know. Would they, would they uh, let Sky Blue join the Dark Order as well? Not Dark Order. House of Black as well. I mean, have you seen Sky Blue's ass? And the house is black. Oh, man. <laughs> it's definitely got to go on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, um, they let her join. Who wouldn't let Sky Blue join their fucking crew? 
The only, you know, the only person that will have a problem with her joining the House of Black, fucking uh, Thea Trinidad, Zelina uh, Vega. <laughs> she'd, oh, be, yeah. she'd be the only one to get, well, Rhea Ripley probably wouldn't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Have I heard? Oh, yeah. They, they have, be all up in their phones, making sure nothing <laughs> inappropriate happened. You run around with Dominic, I'm running around with Sky Blue. Who you think is winning? Yeah. But yeah, Chris Statlander, man. I know she's not really your cup of tea. She's been putting on good matches, but I really don't know what her character is. She used to be the alien, and that was cute, but now she's just a wrestler going out there. She's been putting on good matches, but I don't know. I need to see a little bit more as far as the character work for her, but she still made it the number four on my list. I'm not mad at her not being the alien anymore. Like honestly, I think her being a more serious wrestler and not trying all that weird high flying shit that she kept getting hurt doing is good for her. But I don't know. I'm just, it just I, it ain't hitting for me. I'm probably still sour at her beating Jade. I mean, twice. We know why. Jade's not there anymore. You know? That doesn't mean that doesn't make it any better. But yeah, that's my number four. Your number four was Chris Statlander. Yes, sir. All right, so my number five was Samoa Joe. So my number four would be... Whose game is it? L.A. Knight. (laughs) The win over Solo Sokoa. The best thing that happened to L.A. Knight was that Roman Reigns cared enough about him to attack him after the match. Yeah. That did happen, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they got like two, three weeks to build up for Saudi Arabia. It's off to a good start, so let's see how it goes the next couple weeks. Uh, my number three, and still your intercontinental champion, the Hang General, Gunter. Main event on Raw. Meaty men slapping meat. Going through, I mean, I was so not a fan of Walter. Really? I don't know. I just didn't like him. I thought, wow, he can chop people. But Gunther, that motherfucker can go. Two different people in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, obviously he looks different, but to me, he doesn't wrestle the same as he did when he was. Walter. I mean, probably couldn't move like he wanted to move back then. Also, a uh, third women's match on NXT, and it's only nine twenty-six. I mean, they do have a tournament going on. This is no, another non-tournament. This is mm. a fucking main roster woman versus an NXT woman. Well, we always say how NXT shines their woman, so hats off to them. That's why it's my favorite show. But. Yeah, Gunther. Uh Bronson Reed, that's a triple H guy, so he's been getting some he got to shine with that match. And that was a that was a good match, man. How long is this Gunther ring gonna last though? Ever. <laughs> Ever. Uh, Bernie Mac. <laughs> <laughs> How long you in jail for? <laughs> Ever. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. <laughs> I was just uh, talking about Bernie Mac today with uh one of my coworkers, he said, uh, we were at a bar and 
I can't remember what he said exactly, but I said, who the fuck told you that? He said, him downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking died laughing. Him downstairs. Hey, that's the genius of Bernie Mac. It's yeah. like that's getting made it to a whole TV show. So funny. About Bernie Mac's wife in that show? Whew. Oh, yeah. She's bad. Was that Kyletta Smith? Was that her name? I, I can't remember her name, but. She's a, she's a baddie. Shit, when you know people do all those things, they're like, "Who was the hottest like TV show mom?" I always mention her as like one of my favorites, and most people don't know who I'm talking about because it wasn't like a a show that everybody watched, like you know Claire Huxtable or fucking Vivian Banks or something like that. But mm-hmm. Bernie Mac's wife on there was, yeah, that's that's like. A mind fuck when you think about like man, Bernie Mac really ain't here no more. Same with like a Charlie Murphy, like damn. Yeah, Charlie Murphy no wasn't even like uh he wasn't as big as Bernie Mac, but he was huge off of the Chappelle show stuff. Yeah. And you think about it like you when you think about the Chappelle show, what do you think about? Like the Rick James skits and the Prince skits and all the all the shit Charlie Murphy did. And yeah, you're right, like he ain't fucking alive anymore. That's weird. Man. That's wild. It's such a shame it didn't have more seasons of Chappelle show, but I understand he didn't want his artistic freedom compromised. So I mean it worked out for us. We got all those fucking Netflix TV shows out of it after after he went smoking weed in Africa for all those years. Lifting weights people, apparently. Yeah. People like those Netflix. They're yeah, all right. I think there's like a couple Netflix. that are really good and there's a couple where I'm just like like he's intriguing to watch him talk. Yeah. But some of it wasn't funny. It was just like it was just like dialogue. Yeah. Maybe I I had the old man thinking and get off my lawn, but I don't know if anything'll touch uh killing them softly and for what it's worth, man. I could still put those on and have belly laugh. I like the one where he said uh I don't and I don't remember the names of them. But one of my favorite ones was when he said, "I'm so good at comedy." I can tell you the punchline of the joke and still make you laugh. And then he fucking did it. <laughs> and I kicked her in the pussy. <laughs> yeah, I, think that was one, I think that was one of the first Netflix one. I know the one you It was cool. Yeah. Him talking about uh, how all the rappers and shit thought he grew up in the hood, but he grew up with white people. <laughs> it's like, it's tough coming up in the projects. He's like, yeah, nigga, yeah, it was, it was tough. <laughs> He grew up around a bunch of Mormon white people. Oh, that's man. funny. Hey, shout out to Chappelle. But uh, we don't need to speak on it anymore because your number three was my number three, Gunther. Mm. With that that tag team, not tag team, Intercontinental Defense, and you got to think though they're gonna probably heat him up to go for a Seth title eventually. I got I mean, a feeling that he's gonna drop it before the year is over. You you got him doing it next year I feel like he'll 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 probably drop it at Wrestlemania they don't really do a lot of big IC title changes at Wrestlemania like that well they haven't done a real big IC fucking championship reign like this before (sighs) remember last year he beat Sheamus and uh, Drew McIntyre well if you do that, you probably want to do it the opposite night if they do a world title change. But 
We'll see. But shout out to Gunther. Again, that takes me to my number two because you did. You already did your number three, right? Yep. You did your four and three, so that's my number two. Still, your TNT champion, the menace, Christian Cage. Mm. Like you said already, probably one of the best heels in all of wrestling right now. So keep it going, guys. I got something with that. So that's my number two pick. My number two, your new undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. I don't agree with the decision, but I love the Judgment Day. Like I'm, I'm feeling everything Judgment Day does. So, Judgment Day is number two, even though they pinned my boy Main Event Jay Uso. Um, and my number one, I feel like if you beat Brian Danielson, you're number one, and be it by nefarious means. A little interference and such. But the best hill in the game. You know, everybody's favorite dad. Christian. My number one. Turtle sleeveless turtleneck and all. You need to get me one of those right? sleeveless turtlenecks. Just wear it around the house. We ought to go to a wrestling event next. We should we should go to double or nothing next year and both wear sleeveless turtlenecks. I'm down. <laughs> um shout out to Christian. Uh, that was your number two. That was my number one. That was your number one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was about to say we flip flop because my number one was Judgment Day, new tag team champions, two times over. Um, did we figure out is is Damian Priest still mad at uh JD McDonough? JD wasn't on Raw. I don't see. I know. I'm still trying to figure out why is he mad at JD again? Because he's a little bitch. Because he hit him with the fucking briefcase at Fastlane. And he's trying before, to and he's, he's trying to like he's trying to like work his way into Judgment Day and they don't want him. But he helps them win a lot. <laughs> that ain't the point, EJ. The point is just because just because you friends with my friend don't make us friends. Hey. Friends helping me keep my belts, man. You're welcome with open arms. <laughs> But yeah, Judgment Day is number one. I feel like uh, Rhea's got something cooking that they're still building up where her and Paul and really touched. They didn't go back to that on Monday, didn't they? You said Rhea and Logan? No, uh, uh, Paul Heyman. Oh, no. All this shit that happened on SmackDown with Paul Heyman, like, I don't know. It was just a, they're just planting seeds for stuff. She was more dealing with Drew McIntyre on Monday than Paul Heyman. Yeah. Uh, well, I still don't know where they're going to go because I think they already announced that War Games is coming back. So I don't know what direction they're going with, but I'm excited when they do come up with something or reveal it on TV. Yeah. But that's it for the power rankings. What we got next? We got NFL, EJ. Uh, let's talk about what happened last week and bring up the standings we got, and then we'll pick the NFL games this week and get up out of here. So, I had to gain on you last week. And you didn't. <laughs> but you didn't not gain on me. We both went a whopping... Nine and six. 
Ain't that about a bitch? Well, I'm fucking. And we didn't have all the same picks too. Just the games that I chose, you didn't hear right, and the games that you chose, I didn't hear right. <laughs> Which is tip. I guess that's how it works when <laughs> you pick different games. But there was some weird results last week. A couple of picks, I just did it to be a contrarian. I thought they may have had a shot, like the Bucks. And the Lions, you chose the Lions, and the Lions might be the real deal, man. Fucking bucks cost me two hundred bucks. Uh, all they had to do was lose by eight points, and they couldn't even do that. They they, they covered it. No, I I teased my parlay to where uh, they needed to. They needed the. They were uh, plus nine, so all they had to do was lose by eight, and they couldn't even do that. Just tragic. Uh, what was what was the final? Final score of that they got blown they, out. I think man. they lost by fourteen. Hey, be like that sometimes. It was a fourteen parlay, and they were the only ones not to cover. East. Hey, those are the breaks. What is it? Week seven now. We are in week seven, EJ. And I will... this. this... Season's kind of fly. We say that every year, though. But season's kind of flying by. It does every fucking every fucking time. Uh, like you wait so long for the NFL season to get here, and then it gets here, and it's like, all right, we won this week. Hurry up and get to next week. Oh fuck, we lost. I can't wait till the next game. Oh shit, we won barely. We got to get to the next game, and it's like, before you know it, your team's played six games and they're on a bye week already. Like, <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's let's uh, start picking some games this week. Your bye week teams include the Panthers at zero and five, the Texans at two and three, the Cowboys at four and two, the Jets at three and three, who got a big win this weekend, the Titans at did the Titans win this past week? Who did they face? These records aren't they, updated. They they did not. Anyway, the Titans and the Bengals. Uh, those are your bye week teams. So, October 19th, Thursday, the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Nolens to take on the Saints. Man, this is a tough one. Mm. I put my faith in the Saints last week and they let me down. But you call that one. The Saints losing. Um, I, I don't know. It's in New Orleans. Will they will they bounce back? I don't trust uh the quarterback for the Saints. Uh Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Let me I'll probably regret this, but let me get Jacksonville with that one. Uh Trevor Lawrence may not play. Oh, he's not playing? His knee is fucked up. Oh man, I'm, I'm taking New Orleans. Man. Thanks for telling me. I'm, I'm not saying he's out. It says the report is Lawrence knee rapidly improving Thursday night football in play, but there's no guarantee that he is playing. Well, I'm just waiting my pick. I'm going with New Orleans. Um, even with that. I'm still picking Jacksonville. They're better in New Orleans. Going off the rip, picking different teams. Let's get it. 
Uh, 1 o'clock p.m., Detroit Lions travel. Detroit, you were just talking about them. This is going to be their biggest test of the year. They go to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Man, I'm kind of upset with uh, Lamar Jackson. He's my fantasy quarterback in a couple leagues, and he's been all over the place. Detroit on the road. They got to – I might regret this. They got to lose eventually, even though they have lost once. This might be my last time. I put my faith in you, Lamar. Give me, give me Baltimore at home. Ooh, over Detroit, huh? Yep. The Detroit Lions, after week seven in the NFL, will be tied for. Uh, hold on, let me let me let me make sure I'm, I'm saying this right. The Detroit Lions, after week seven in the NFL will be the number two team in the NFC at six and one when they beat the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Someone's got to give this week as well, picking different teams. Uh, Let's see here. You have the Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the Windy City to take on the Chi-Town Bears, and my fantasy quarterback, Justin Fields, who fucked his hand up. And we don't know if he's going to play. Probably not. Well, if he ain't playing, then I'm picking the Raiders. The Bears are 1-5. and five. The Raiders are 3-3. Three and three. I'm also picking the Raiders. I'm not picking the Bears anymore this year. It was tempting, but then you said his hand is messed up. Is that Chicago? Yep. Seem like the Bears get a whole lot of home games. Every time I put the TV on, they playing at Soldier Field. <laughs> I feel like I always say, coming to Soldier Field every fucking week. They must go have a string of road games. Nobody wants to play there in the wintertime. Tell me about it. That wind hit you? Slap me in the face. It is the Windy City. I remember Dallas had a game there in like December a couple years ago. And it was not, fun. it wasn't even fun to watch. <laughs> Des Bryant came out there with no sleeves on. I was like, "What are you doing?" You know, you know what they do though. They they rub that stuff on him back there, that Roman stuff. But still, yeah, no bueno. Yeah. Uh, arguably the biggest win of the season. The Cleveland Browns are the backup quarterback defeat the San Francisco 49ers. and now in a trap game, they travel. To Indianapolis to take on the Colts without Peyton Manning. Colts are three and three. Cleveland's three and two. Man, these are with all these teams that I want to pick on the road. I don't know. It's hard to play on the road. Well, I'm taking the Browns. Is the is Deshaun coming back? I don't know. I don't think it matters. I was gonna pick the Browns as well because Richardson. I think Richardson is still out. Yeah, he's out for the year. Oh, for real? That's what they said? Uh, I With that don't, shoulder? Don't quote me on that, but he might be done for the year. Yeah, so we both got the Browns on that one. Yeah, let me let me go look at that to make sure that I'm not lying to you. Uh, yeah. Richardson, he played this past game against the Jaguars. Garner, I, think, I thought Garner Minshew played that game. Yeah. Uh, Colts owner Jim Ursay indicated Monday that Richardson's season is probably over. 
Dang. You hate to hear it for the kid. Yeah, he was he was balling too. He was probably He's gonna have to learn, man. He can't be absorbing all those hits. He was probably the top uh the top rookie quarterback so far this year. Well, I mean I he's got CJ Stroud's cooking. I don't know about in Houston, yeah, yeah, you're right. But Richardson's this, this, Richardson was this, winning though. Yeah, they saying Stroud. They saying it might have been a mistake taking Bryce Young over Stroud. Yeah, it's early. It's only six games in. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know when the league got hung up on drafting these short quarterbacks because Bryce Young is listed like five ten. I think everybody thought they had the next. Russell Wilson, maybe. Drew yeah, Brees. Uh, Baker and uh, what's the Cardinals quarterback? Kyler Murray. Uh, yeah, Kyler Murray and mm-hmm. Baker and all these short quarterbacks. Like, CJ Stroud's six four six five three six five. So, I don't know. I like a, a taller quarterback. But like you said, it's still, it's still early. Well, either way, I got the Browns. I got the Browns, too. The Buffalo Bills travel to New England to take on this fucking sorry ass New England Patriots. Feel like, feel like, uh, yeah, we don't have to talk about this one. Give us both the Bills. <laughs> oh my God, yep. the the shit bowl. The Washington Commanders travel to New York or East Rutherford, New Jersey, to take on the Giants. Hey, we both, we both, uh. Picked against the the commanders last week, and they both bit us in the ass. So. Yeah, I won't be picking against them this week. Give me the commanders. Yeah, I I can't pick. Who they have? Uh, they got the, the Ty- Tyra Taylor with New York. Shit, I don't even know. Danny Dimes ain't playing. Nah, he, he's injured. I want to say unless he's coming back. Mm. But. Yeah, I, we both got the commanders on that one. Uh, let's see here. The Atlanta Falcons at 3-3 three and three travel to Tampa Bay to take on the 3-2 and two Buccaneers. It's in Tampa Bay, sir? Yep. Man, Jasmine Ritter, man. He's, I don't think he's good. He's <laughs> so I'm not. Gonna go with the Buc- I'm gonna You're go taking with the, Bucks. the Bucks? I'll take the Falcons. Yeah. Some reason you've been having faith in the Falcons this season. They got a good team. They just need good quarterback play. Well, they don't have that. So. <laughs> I, it's like every other game, though. I mean, he's got 1,400 yards, six touchdowns, and six interceptions. That, that's not awful. I mean, shit, he's got, he's got the same amount of touchdowns as Dak Prescott. Makes sense things like that. That's not a good ratio. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> who'd you pick, the Bucks? Yeah. All right. Next game, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at three and two, traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Rams at three and three. Usually, because the Steelers didn't have a game, usually when you have a bye, you get rested and you're all reinvigorated. But take the Rams. I just want to know, can Mike McCarthy, like, look at the Rams offense and figure out how to get CeeDee Lamb the ball as much as they do Cooper Cup? 
Maybe Cooper Cup is better. Oh, Cooper Cup is really good, but a lot of times he's wide open also. <laughs> like A lot of times it's not who's running the route. It's the route that you're running and the scheme that you're in. Well, like look at the nine, look at the Niners. Yeah, scheme, except for this past Sunday, which we might talk about a little bit. But. Yeah, it was so weird watching that game. Like the Niners ran zero motion almost. Like they basically did the exact opposite they did against Dallas last week. And you yeah. can't do that with Cleveland's pass. Cleveland's got a fucking pass rush, man. Oh yeah, Miles Garrett. They got a pass. Ru- they was. I saw one time Purdy's fucking face mask was by his right ear when he got up. <laughs> He didn't know what the fuck hit him. Uh, give me the Steelers. I'll take the Steelers over the Rams. Really? Yeah, why okay. not? Uh, you have the Arizona Cardinals at 1-5 traveling to Seattle to the 12th man to take on the Seahawks at 3-2. and two. Give me Seattle. Same. Tickets as low as $80. Well, that's not bad. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. At two and three, travel to Denver. Tickets as low as $102 to take on the one and five Broncos with Mr. Unlimited. And in uh, good faith, pick the Broncos. Give me the Packers. I'll take the Packers as well. You have the two and three Los Angeles Chargers coming off of. Monday night, ass whooping by the Cowboys to take on the Kansas City Chiefs at five and one. Tickets as low as two hundred and twenty-four dollars. Hey, we got we got to keep it funky here. Was that really an ass whooping though? You know what I meant. <laughs> uh, well, I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, give me the Chiefs also. <laughs> I want to take the Chargers, though. It is a division game. The Chargers do always play the Chiefs pretty good. Um, but, yeah. It should have been more of an ass woman, though, because gift drafted them that, that uh, turnover with the special teams. Mm-hmm. Like, like, man, what the hell is going that on? That officiating last night was trash. Like, I feel like they were just trying to get on TV. Like, it was a flag almost every other play. But whatever. Uh, the Miami Dolphins at five and one travel to the city of brotherly love to take on the five and one NFC East leading Philadelphia Eagles. Your tickets, lowest ticket, two hundred and thirty three dollars to go see the Miami Dolphins dog walk the Philadelphia Eagles. This ain't even going to be close. I'm not going to say all lax. I'm picking Miami as well. At least 13 points. I don't know, man. Philly's Philly's been winning, but I haven't been, like, overly impressed with a lot of their victories. And it's not me hating. Like, San Francisco, like, no denying them, even though they laid a big fat egg last week. But Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I think San Francisco's better than Philly. Yeah, I think San Francisco's the best team in the NFC. Like, it ain't even close. You can beat them, but they're definitely the best team. Like, I'd re- I'd I'd rather the Cowboys play Philadelphia in the playoffs than play San Francisco. Like, oh, I would 100%. I would hope I would hope somebody honestly, like, for being real, I hope somebody else beats San Francisco and Dallas doesn't have to play them. Now, if they have to play them, I'll be confident that they'll win. 
even though I can't say that after last week. I shouldn't say confident. I'll be hopeful that they'll win. Winning's a possibility, but it's going to be much tougher to beat them than anybody else in the NFC. I concur. I mean, Cleveland kind of laid out the blueprint, but like you said, Cleveland's got that hellacious pass rush. Yeah. The thing about Not the blueprint, the thing about the blueprint is the blueprint's fine, but if you don't have the tools to yeah, implement the blueprint, yeah, like yeah. Even with the pass rush, you still got to have DBs on the back end as well. You know. Uh, yeah. Who'd you pick? You picked Miami over yeah, Philly? Miami. The 49ers on Monday Night Football traveled to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Kirk Cousins in prime time. What's the verdict out on uh, McCaffrey and Debo? Uh, I don't think you're going to get a verdict this early. Tickets as low as $54 for this game, by the way. Really? Yeah. Uh, what are y'all doing out there in Minneapolis? McCaffrey Not avoids long, long-term injury. It Is says it, a long-term injury? It says he avoids a long-term injury. Avoided long-term know, injury. Has, he has a chance to play Monday, league sources say. He suffered an oblique rib injury. Uh, Trent Williams and wide receiver Debo Samuel also have a chance to play in Monday's game, sources say. But I feel like when they say they have a chance to play, they're still hurt. I don't I don't trust Kirk Cousins, so I'm gonna go with four year honor. No Justin Jefferson on injured reserve. I'm definitely not trusting yeah. Kirk Cousins in. I was literally about to pick the Vikings, and then I remember Justin Jefferson's out. So I'll go with the forty ers that well, you don't fucking run away with it this year. Damn. Uh, I know people uh Upset about Justin Jefferson. You know, he's a lot of people's number one picks. Yeah, he was mine. And you you got the number one pick this year? Not number one. He was my first round pick in uh in one of my leagues. Nobody snatched him up before you. You got to pick him, huh? Uh, what league did I get him in? I can't remember if I got him in my personal league or no. I think my my personal league that I run, I got Saquon Barkley, who was also hurt. Um, people, people still picking him first round, huh? I was like pick number seven or eight, bro. I got him in the uh, doing the favor league, doing the favor wrestling podcast that don't podcast anymore. I did a league with them, and I got Justin Jefferson. They got a weird league. Like we can start two quarterbacks, one running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and then a super flex. So the super flex is I can start up to three quarterbacks if I wanted to. So I like I like that. I'm five and one. I I finally lost this week, but I got Montgomery, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, Kenneth Walker the third, Justin Jefferson. Those are like my top guys. And I ended up getting uh, the running back from Miami, but he's hurt. I got Derrick Henry, but he hadn't really done shit. And my quarterbacks are Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, and Dak Prescott. So like my I really rec- don't like my receivers two running and, back. Yeah, What's that I was gonna say my receivers and running backs in that league are what's getting me to kick ass. Like I have a hard decision every week on who to play. But yeah, I don't I, super flex thing. I don't know if I'm a fan of, but we'll, you know we'll see what happens. 
I was gonna say I really don't like two running back leagues and the Carly we do, of course, is two running back, but the league I've been in for the past ten years, my law school buddies, we started doing two running back leagues last year and it's, that shit is killing me. It's what do you mean two running, running back leagues? To start two running backs? Yeah, start two running backs. Oh, it's always been how I've played. I've never played one running back. I I Yahoo League what I did with my law school buddies, we just put two running backs in like last year. Might have hmm. been this year, either this year or last year. I don't know. That's crazy because yeah, I've fan. I've always done two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex, and one quarterback. Yeah, but it is what it is. But yeah. man, Saquon, I've never really been a huge fan of Saquon like that because he's like a hit or miss. Like he'll reel off a big run in the game, but if you bottle him up, he'll have like games where he only has like twenty yards. Yeah. Yeah, he is very hit or miss, but like I said, I was I was the seventh or eighth pick, so it wasn't a lot of people left behind him. I didn't want to get uh Tony Pollard, which I'm glad that I didn't get that. But I ended up I ended up getting CeeDee Lamb on the comeback on the other side of it, so That's a good pick. Yeah. My team's shit though. I've only won two games in that league. It, two years in a row now, I've scored a shitload of points. But I always lose because the person I'm playing against like has their highest score. Like I'll beat the other eight teams, but the motherfucker I'm playing against beats me, and it's happened two years in a row now. So well, last that's, that's gonna eventually balance out, bro. That's what I thought last year. I was like, man, if I make the playoffs, and then I missed the playoffs by one game, and then I was going through like during the playoffs watching, and I definitely would have won the championship last year. Like all my guys fucking showed out throughout the playoffs. It was so fucking disheartening to watch that, but it is what it is. Uh, you got anything you want to say if we get up out of here, EJ? Well, shout out to everybody listening. Whenever we drop this, definitely appreciate the support, and we will be dropping uh, Haymaker later on this week as well. So for those MMA fans, be on the lookout for that because we got a big pay per view coming up this weekend. That's it for me. Um, shout out to everybody listening. Leave us a rating. Uh, tell your friends about us. We might be doing, uh, I guess this is the first time EJ's heard about it. I'm going to try to reach out to some people from WrestleCade and see if we can get them on and like talk about, uh, talk about WrestleCade and all the shit that's going on there. Thanksgiving weekend. And then I'm going to Royal Rumble. EJ may be going to WrestleMania. Maybe we'll do a fucking boot to the face get together in Las Vegas for double or nothing. Maybe we're not making promises. We're just talking. Maybe people, uh, but yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening uh, for EJ Reed. I'm Chris Rucker. We'll be back next week. I guess I don't have to tell y'all what time. Cause we're not live on Twitch anymore, but we will be back next week. So until then, peace. Yeah. Mr. Chaos. Boot to the face. Let's go. California to Georgia, we get it poppin', homie. We taking over the game, so fuck who hatin' on me. We bounty hunting, taking all of the trash out. Your podcast, a one-hit wonder like Smash Mouth. Y'all can talk all that big shit, don't wanna hear it. Shout out to the one and only Santana Garrett. Top rope, dropping elbows from other leagues. Who to the face, hook the leg, it's one, two, three. Chris Rucker, Marty V making mics melt. The mill friendly podcast, will make your wife melt. 
beer drinking, this whiskey chugging, this podcast. We just sit back and laugh and tell them top that. Competition is missing, you know they died off. Every shirt they put to work is looking fly, boss. You want the best in audio, there's nowhere to go. Another episode right now, start the show.